You've got to stand for something Or you'll fall for anything Welcome back to Let's Think. And, you know, I thought we would end this last uh, this last portion, this last segment, by chatting about some of the most common uh, arguments that I hear about voluntarism. And, you know, I've got to say, we, we can break them down into, you know, five or ten of the most common ones. And every voluntarist hears these questions over and over and over. And quite frankly, many of them are not that well thought out. They're not, they're not that great of an argument, uh, but it, it is kind of the knee-jerk thing, uh, the, the reaction when you hear a concept like this. Well, wait a minute. Uh, the country uh, of the United States country has done this forever, and and the, the other countries throughout the world, hundreds of them, they all, their countries, because they're governments, their governments exist. They always have. They always will. And, and you might as well just be with it, you know, get with the program. And, and how do you think we could live life without government telling us what to do? And, and, and so, so I just wanted to address some of these arguments and the big overriding uh, concept is that voluntarism is a way of living. It's not an end. It's a, it's the means. And I choose, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I choose to be a voluntarist because I looked at a lot of different worldviews, a lot of different ways that I might organize my life, my behavior. And I thought, you know, this seems like the right thing to do. And, and I keep my mind open for better ideas, but, but it, this is for me, I'm, I'm not doing this for the end. I'm doing it because it's the, the way to live. Um, so the first big argument that I typically hear is uh, it's, it's, it's an ad hominem attack, which if you're familiar with the ad hominem fallacy, it's when you uh, hear a concept in, in rather than addressing the concept, you attack the person who says it. Um, well, yeah, but he's a drunk. Well, it doesn't matter if he said that drinking water is generally good for you. It's, it's still good for you. But but this first one is uh, you voluntarists are not pragmatic. You are naive. You just you don't know how the real world is. You people are a bunch of privileged, new age, naive, free love hippies. Or on the other side, you're a bunch of hard headed, uh, you know, free market capitalists, you know, we'll get both of those accusations. And we just don't, we don't know about the real world. That's the argument. And, and for me, I, I've come to this conclusion fairly late in life. I came to it kind of middle-aged. Um, and, and a little bit of my background, I was, I was a deputy in the sixth largest jail system in the country for a while. And Later, I was a crimes against children detective, and, and I was pretty good at interrogating child molesters, and, and I've started a bunch of businesses. I've, I've reared two children. I've been married for almost 20 years. I'm an undergraduate degree in social science, and, you know, I've, I, I've lived a little bit of life. I, I've seen a few things, and by no means have I seen it all, or, or am I the, the most knowledgeable person out there, but I, I don't think I would fall into that naive category. Uh, I, I've, I've seen a little bit. And you might say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. And I hope that someday you'll join us and, and the world will be as one. So, yeah, of course, I'm uh, I'm kind of uh, reading the lyrics from Imagine there. But that's kind of how I feel about it is, is yeah, this is this is new. It's like in 1890 saying, um, hey, I've got this idea. We could, we could fly in this thing. We could call it an airplane. And everybody laughs and says, well, no, you can't do that. It's never been done. Like, show me one example of where it's worked to fly in the air. It's not humans can't do that. It's it's ridiculous. Well, 
I like to have these ideas. I like to think, you know, what if we could make things a little bit better? What if I could, just by living a certain lifestyle, make things better? So, yeah, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I don't know what's going on. But I, I, I think I have a, a, a good idea of, of what's going on. Another common argument is that it won't work. Well, boy, we would sure have to get into the definition of work, wouldn't we? Uh, what do we call working? Uh, were things working fairly well in 1850 in Louisiana? Well, for some people they were, for other people, not so much. And we can argue, you know, there's, there's this, this whole argument we would have to have about what, what the definition of works is, what, what we would agree the definition is. And frankly, humans are never going to agree on what works, uh, what the definition of works means. Um, Hobbes, uh, Hobbes said that, you know, you have to have this ruling class to watch over the slave class and, and to be their masters. And if you don't, everybody kill each other and, and get mohawk haircuts and they'd steal and rape and fight and, and life would be nasty, brutish and short. And of course, I, I, I don't think those were his exact words, but you, you get the idea. And, and many people still hold that that idea that that if you if you didn't have things just as they are, roughly as they are, the same system of societal organization, uh, things would just be awful. It would all just fall apart. Um, and, and voluntarism is not going to bring utopia. And, and I don't think any voluntarist would claim that it would. Uh, it, it's kind of like communism or, or other suggestions of ways that people might live and interact with each other. It, it's a it's a concept. It's it's hey, what about this idea? Uh, let's try this. And it, you examine that idea and you say, yeah, this one holds merit. This one doesn't. And, and you perfect it. And, and then you, you compare it not to utopia. You compare it to might it be a little bit better than than the current way we're we're doing things? And in, in this case, I definitely think voluntarism would be much better than the current uh, way that society organizes itself and, and is ruled by others. And we, we this is the bigger issue. As, as voluntarists, we don't live by our principles to achieve the ends of this utopian society of will at work. Um, that can't exist. You're not going to have a perfect uh, society. Not everyone's always going to get along with everybody and treat everybody well. Um, we as voluntarists, we don't hold these principles to achieve utopia. There are means. This is how we choose to live our life. Uh, and I'm guessing the same is true of you. Uh, the reason I don't steal from you isn't because the, the state government politicians scribbled something on a piece of paper years ago. And then now they have people in, in costumes with beautiful golden brooches on their chests that that now enforce that through, you know, well, that's the word force uh, that use force to enforce it and, and will put me in a cage if I don't obey it. That's not why I don't steal from you. The reason that I don't steal from you, and, and I would guess the reason you don't steal from me, is because you, you think about it and you go, hey, you know what? That's not the right way to interact. If I want something Shepherd has, I should probably go up and try to persuade him to give it to me for free, or we'll have a contract of some other sort that will I'll give him some money, and then I'll get that thing. And, but it has to be through peaceful, voluntary means that we'll have this interaction. So I, I don't think that we need a, a government, a state, in order to get things to happen the way that they would be best. But but that isn't even my argument. My argument is, if it's the right way to live, shouldn't we be doing that? Isn't that what we already do? I, I think it is. 
And then another, and, and this is so frequently asked, it's a running joke uh, among uh, voluntarians and libertarians as well. Uh, you'll see T-shirts and all kinds of memes online. This question is, who would build the roads? And I think uh, uh, Tom Woods, uh, who isn't really a voluntarist, but he's a libertarian-leaning conservative, I, I would think he'd best be described, uh, he has this wonderful quote, uh, and he says, who would build the roads is a question that belongs at the top of every libertarian drinking game. If we didn't have state coercion, the argument runs, there would be no roads. There would be a Sears store over there and your house over here and everyone involved would just be standing there scratching their heads. And, and of course, that's a funny way of looking at it, but that, that's absolutely true. I, the free market, we prove we, we, we invented the wheels. We invented the, the iPhones, cars, airplanes, Zima. Every, almost everything is invented without government involvement. But then we think all of a sudden that a, a, a long, hard, flat thing, uh, yeah, nope, free market couldn't figure out how to do that. So I could get from my house to your house. Nope, we just, we wouldn't know how to do that. Well, geez, deer have figured out how to do this. Uh, cattle, which I, I believe are the dumbest animals out there. Uh, cows can figure out how to get from here to there and, and, and they beat down a trail. And, and then once that road get, becomes bad and, and potholed and degraded, well, they kind of go around and, and they still find a place to get from here to there. And so that idea of how would we build the roads or many other similar questions, how would we blah, blah, blah. How would we do this thing or that thing? Uh, you know, the last 20 or 30 years, uh, governments have taken over a lot of transportation. They've taken the responsibility of helping people get from one place to another. With this art and that, there's the Bay Area rapid transit system and the, the Southern Teton rapid transit system and the and I'm sure every, every decent-sized area, population uh, area, has their mass transit thing. And so the government is trying to take over this idea of getting people from one place to another. And, and the, then the question is, well, you know, if the government got rid of all the city buses and the trains and the subways, how would people get from one place to another? And I would argue that the free market just might be able to come up with something. Uber? Taxis? Limousines? Uh, rickshaws? Like, throughout history, people have needed to get from over here to over there, and other people have said, huh, we can, we can make a little bit of a, a deal here. How about I help you get from here to there and you give me a couple bucks and now we're, we're both getting what we want. And humans have been figuring out how to do this forever. Ticks know how to do it. Ticks call, crawl into critters and, and move from one place. And I get, you know, that's obviously they're not thinking about it intellectually, but I, I, and I'm, I'm joking there, but we can figure out how to do things, whether it is uh, building a road or if roads are even needed. If if the free market, we let Elon Musk keep doing his his cool dreaming and imagining, uh, who knows what will happen? Uh, you know, we might think <laughs> roads. Why in the world would we have something rubbing against the ground and creating that friction if we want to get from place to place? Uh, and, and that's, you know, at the moment in 2020, maybe that's sci-fi kind of stuff. But I think that there are all kinds of opportunities uh, if we allow human beings to go and just do their thing, do our thing. Thank you for listening to our show today. Please do be part of the conversation. 
I really would love it if you would go online and, and join our community, openlyvoluntary.com forward slash let's think. And uh, we have a, a conversation going there. We have podcasts, a uh, place where you can ask questions, get in contact with us. Please do be in touch. Let's keep the conversation going. Thank you for being a good person. Thank you for listening and participating in Let's Think. <laughs>